0: Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway?, a show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest, the
1: guest chooses the topic, and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests, and are not
0: necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studios. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight, and let's get right into Welcome to My Mind There. Alright, so tonight I got a few things to, well, a couple things to talk about, but one of the things is multi-parts, so we'll get the first one out of the way. My youngest daughter just a couple days ago started driver's ed god bless do i feel old i mean it's it's one of those things you know what's going to happen and in the back of your head it's always there but i've paid the fee she's in the class and um actually as we're recording this tonight she passed her uh test for her temp license so it's just one of those things i'm just at the point where i'm like holy christ i'm getting old because my kids are growing up So that's one of the things I want to talk about. Just kind of put it out there. You know, congratulations to her. Um, You know, she made it. She's getting ready now to uh, actually start driving, which is really cool. That, I tell you, man, that is something else. All right. So the other thing I wanted to talk about are my bevy of podcasts that I have going on. Like I told you guys late last year that my goal this year was to have a total of three podcasts up and running on a regular basis. Well, that has happened. And let me tell you, other than work and podcasting, I have no free time. So, let's talk about this again. Uh, So, this is episode 28 of Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I started this last July. I've done a weekly show since then. Besides that, I've got a uh, podcast called Musically Challenged, and you can find it on the same uh, feed that you find this one, obviously. This week, we dropped episode two of Musically Challenged, which is a show where uh, myself and a buddy of mine, Lou Schwalbach, we sit down, we talk about music, uh, different, different uh, types of music, different ideas. Um, so far, we've done an episode on misheard lyrics, and we've done an episode on female lead singers uh, in rock and roll. Our next, our next episode that's coming up is actually an episode on uh, good covers. So um, that will drop next week on Thursday. So, you know, that's that one. And then the final one I just started, um, episode one dropped on the 1st of February. And this one is actually a monthly mod- podcast. It will drop once a month on the 1st of the month. It's called Want to Hear Something Interesting. And on this one, uh, myself and Scott Ahern, we sit down, we talk about random topics from a scientific point of view. So uh, the first one we did, we did on ghost and ghost hunting, which granted might be a little iffy on the whole scientific part of it but we looked at how ghosts and ghost hunting is done from a scientific lens if you listen to the episode you'll understand what i'm saying that's really a cool kind of thing um so those are the three podcasts you can find all three of them right where you find this just look through they'll be there i also um have started uh Web uh not web pages, um Facebook groups for these uh as well, and you can go and search them by the name of the of the uh, podcast because I made the group the same name. So with that said, I'm gonna bring my guest in here tonight. Now this is a young man. I have known Spencer since he was just a little little guy. He's always a happy guy. Like my guest last week, he's a wrestling fan. Um he uh, is also a podcaster. Welcome, Spencer. Here's where you get to plug your podcast and tell us all about you.
0: Oh, I love that! Before we get into that, before the the beginning of the show, I feel old. I mean, I've known your youngest daughter for years too, and God, I may need to give up my license and get get off
1: the road. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm I'm at the same place. I'm like, pretty soon they're going to come looking for it. You're too old.
0: yeah, uh, I'm Spencer Hart. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of the Squared Circle podcast on Spreaker.com and I mean, I could name where we're at, but we'd be here for the rest of the uh, rest of the show. Uh, it's really cool how the networking you can do in podcasting, you can take the, uh, the feed from one place and plug it in 9, 10, 12 different places and pretty soon you're all over the internet. It's really cool, like when I started the show, I'm like I'm just gonna do it by myself and see what happens but then i had my buddy max uh come on and i i was like oh i kind of like this and we made it into a thing and then now it's just grown into this we just uh got together with our our buddies and we made it on network where we're having four or five shows a week um, oh
1: that's awesome man yeah. i uh like i said i got the three uh one of them i do on my own which is the one we're sitting here doing right now right. but then i've got two that i do with somebody else you know and it's kind of nice because I don't have to do all the writing. I don't have to do, you know, like for the music one, I do the editing. But Lou puts all together all the, you know, the musical snippets and that kind of stuff. And he's like, here's a zip drive. Stick it in there, you know, pull them off, stick them in. It's So it's it becomes a group effort. And that makes it a whole lot better than doing it yourself.
0: Yeah, see, you edit your show. We don't edit our show. We just balls to the wall and
1: just don't don't tell people that because i don't edit this show (laughs) oh no no, no.
0: (laughs) but yeah it's you know we love doing it it's every week it's wrestling it's what we love and you know we do monthly well now twice monthly uh pay-per-view specials we make predictions we have our own heavyweight championship that we vie for for predictions every uh pay-per-view and
1: oh i want in on
0: that (laughs) Hey, you gotta earn your spot, boyo.
1: <laughs> hey, I just want to come in and and, and watch a pay per view with you guys and be on the
0: podcast. Oh, yeah, well, we went to go the Royal Rumble. We went to go watch. It's rare. We usually watch it at uh, our buddy AJ's house, and uh, this time we went to Max Bar in Stevens Point. Okay. And uh, that's the first time I've ever heard of a bar having a wrestling pay per view. Now you might not be
1: you might not be old enough, but back in the day, there was a place. It's Cuckoo's Nest now, but it used to be called the Dirty Donkey. Mm-hmm. I remember They that. used to do pay-per-view every month. Really? Yeah, I used to go in there once a month. The only time I ever went was to watch mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Right. You know, I saw Taker Street get broke there. That was that was sad, man. See, that was
0: my first pay-per-view. Because I'm just recently a wrestling fan, but thanks to the network, I've got 15-plus years of oh, yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. under my belt now. But not until maybe... Four or five years ago, did I actually start watching wrestling? But my first pay per view was WrestleMania 30, and I like didn't understand what was happening with like everybody freaking out that uh, the Undertaker lost against okay. Brock Lesnar. But now I go back and I'm like, especially now where Brock Lesnar has now lost twice to Goldberg in under a minute. Yeah, You're that's like, this man broke the greatest streak in WrestleMania history. What is happening?
1: All right, so let's take a pause here. I'm going to do my uh, my day in history, and uh, we'll go from there, all right? Uh, as everybody knows, I get all my information from www.history.com slash this day in history. So for February 10th, 1861, Davis learns he is president. On this day in 1861, Jefferson Davis, a former U.S. senator from Mississippi who served as the U.S. Secretary of War in the 1850s, receives word he had been selected President of the New Confederate States of America. Delegates at the Confederacy's Constitutional Convention in Montgomery, Alabama, chose him for the job. Davis was at his plantation, Briarfield, pruning rose bushes with his wife, Verena, when a message arrived from nearby Vicksburg, Mississippi. The presidency was not a position Davis wanted, but he accepted it out of a sense of duty for his new country. Verena later wrote of her husband's reaction to the news. Reading that telegram, he looked so grieved that I feared some evil had befallen our family. After a few minutes, he told me like a man might speak of a sentence of death. Davis said of the job, I have no confidence in my ability to meet the requirement. I think I could perform the function of a general. He could see the difficulties involved in launching a new nation. Upon my weary heart was showered smiles, plaudits, and flowers, but beyond them I saw troubles innumerable. We are without machinery, without means, and threatened by powerful opposition, but I do not despond and will not shirk from the task before me. Davis was present in his concerns and drew sharp criticism during the Civil War. Alexander Stevens, the Vice President, said Davis was weak and vacillating, timid, petulant, peevish, and obstinate. Davis remained President of the Confederacy until its government was dissolved on May 5, 1865. Less than a week later, he was captured by the Union and jailed for two years. He died at the age of 81 in New Orleans in 1889. Why did I pick this one? Why did I write read a piece of information about the Confederacy? Well, honestly, the Civil War is got to be the greatest conflict uh, amongst uh, you know ourselves. Obviously, there have been other wars, small skirmishes, that kind of thing between you know states and And things like that. But the Civil War, the cost of American lives on American soil is just, it's innumerable. I mean, uh, Gettysburg alone, we lost 50,000 men from both, not total, but total from both sides. You know, it's just one of those things that history is a thing that if it's forgotten, it can repeat itself. And with everything that's going on in the world right now, especially in our own country, something like that scares me. That's why I read this piece of history. So, now let's get back to you, Spencer. This is the part of the, the the podcast where you get to tell me what we're talking about. So, hit me with it.
0: Well, I mean, it probably won't come as quite a shock to you. Okay. Uh, but I want to talk about the current state of WWE. and Okay. your thoughts on the creative, the booking side of everything. And really what you think if you could make anything different what would it be
1: oh man you may not want to hear this <laughs> <laughs> so let's how, how do we want to go about this do we want to um go at this from belts how do you how do you want to go about this
0: uh we can start with belts and we can work our way up to belts i think that would be the, the okay best way to do it is start with mid card people that shouldn't be in mid card should be here people that shouldn't be there at all
1: um, you know, it's it's. – let's start with the women's division. Okay. It's probably the least talked about division other than maybe the cruiserweights, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, they really destroyed them. Yeah, they?
1: I mean they brought them in. They made this big – well, let's start with cruiserweights then. Okay. You know, they came in. They said they, they had this big cruiserweight push for two weeks. And then they said, oh, we're giving them 205 Live, which is great, except they're not really getting TV time. It's all done on the mm-hmm. network. And now for someone like me, I don't have the network. I don't get to see 205 Live.
0: I'll say it, and I, I, I mean this, and I don't want to mean this. i are not missing a lot. <laughs> I mean, what I've seen on Monday night,
1: I mean, I've always been a fan of the lightweights. You know, Hooventude, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rey Mysterio, you know, guys like that. But it almost feels like they brought them in to say, we've got them too. And then they went, but we really don't want them.
0: Right. They had this huge summer cruiserweight classic. Yep, yep. and it was just hot fire it was the greatest thing that WWE's put out in a while and we were all so excited for the cruiserweights to come to monday night raw and showcase everything about the cruiserweight classic and then it just nosedived into the ocean
1: it did and and, and the problem with that is someone like me who doesn't get to watch 205 live and when i do watch monday night raw on hulu which is where i watch it A lot of times, I will find out later that there was a cruiserweight match, but it's not televised in that hour and a half. Right. Because
0: on Hulu, it's cut down to, what, 90
1: minutes? Yeah, it's 90 minutes. And I get that. I get that they've got to cut certain things out. But to me, I think they might draw more people into it with the cruiserweights. Because I remember back in the day when WCW had the huge cruiserweight division. My God, that was what people went to watch. I mean, the, the big guys are always fun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But when you get to see these little guys and they're flipping around and they're doing their stuff, dude, that is that is more engaging to me than Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg, you know, 90-second match. A minute
0: and 26 seconds.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, is that neat as an old Goldberg fan from WCW? It's hilarious, especially since I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar's. Mm-hmm. It's great. But would I liked to see a little more of that? Yeah. But... Brock Lesnar, I don't know what his stamina really is, and Goldberg is 51 years old, you know, and and between the two of them, could they have had a better match? I think they could have had a longer match.
0: I think they'll definitely have a good match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, well, that's the hope.
1: Right, if they um, have a match.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, Goldberg, as of this recording, it's Friday, They're, Goldberg's going to be on Raw on Monday. Right. And I'm sure he'll accept it under some stipulation. Do I think they can go 15, 20 minutes? Not looking good. No, I mean, you got Bill Goldberg, who's basically, like you said, 51 the same age as The Undertaker. Right. And you got Brock Lesnar, who's got, what, three moves of doom? Yeah, exactly. He's got the uh, F5, he's got the German suplexes, and he's just, his elbows, as Randy Orton would know. Well, I mean, he's
1: a huge freaking dude, you know? Don't get me wrong. And yeah, he's... he's he's not gonna be overly mobile. No, he could take and pick me up, and I'm a big dude. <laughs> but you know, he comes running at me. All I got to do is sidestep him, and he's not gonna be able to do anything about it. Yeah, you know. But yeah. So anyway, cruiserweights. That's that's kind of what I what I where I am on the cruiserweights. I wish there was more of them, and I wish that they would put more emphasis on them because they're gonna start losing the good cruiserweights they have. Uh, you know, in in the Brian Kendrick. In uh, Swan, in um, Neville, I mean, they are totally underutilizing Neville.
0: Not so much anymore. I mean, Neville really came into the cruiserweight division. People forgot about Neville, and that's very sad. He was one of the first NXT champions. He was one of the greatest NXT champions. Right.
1: I don't like his. I don't like him as a heel as he's playing right now.
0: Oh, I do. Oh, do you? Uh, I, he's hot fire as a heel. Um, the King gimmick has never worked for anyone. I'm sorry, Wade Barrett.
1: Wait, wait. I have to disagree. The King gimmick did work for one person. You Uh, know who I'm going to say, right?
0: King Booker? No. Darn it!
1: (laughs) Jerry the King King Lawler. Lawler. Okay,
0: yeah. I will give you that one. Jerry the King Lawler. I like
1: him. I do, too. I I love his personality um, as a commentator. I don't know if you've ever went back far enough to see any of his work that he did with Andy Kaufman. Yes. That stuff is gold.
0: Yeah. You know, I agree. Um, but, but, you know, I wish Booking and Creative Now would go back and really take, you know, just take a step back and look at the Cruiserweight division from WCW. Because that was that was during the peak of the Monday Night War. That right. That was, you know, that was one of the big draws during the war. And if they could even come close to recreating that, Raw's right back on top as the A-Show. Because, and I, we'll discuss it later, SmackDown right now is, is straight heads- fire.
1: Smackdown is his heads and shoulders above raw right now it's
0: the a show it, it, it really is uh, michael cole can scream into his microphone as much as he wants but
1: i've never been a have never been a cole fan i just <laughs> he rubs me the wrong way now of course my first because i was a wcw guy up until that point i was like wwe no right. i i don't even deal with it you know then they did the whole invasion, you know, uh, angle, and I was like, "Well, what's going on over there?" Because you know that Degeneration X, and that was right during the Attitude Era. But I was still, I was, I was steadfast a WCW guy. Well, then in two thousand one, WWE bought WCW, right. and then instead of keeping it as another brand like they were going to, um, I think it lasted what a month after the actual purchase, and, and they, they were gone. They they, they, axed they, it. they shut it down, and they brought some of the guys over, but they didn't get any really big talent because. Warner or uh, Turner still had their contract and they're like, Hey, he's going to keep paying me. Why would I go work for less? And I don't have to do anything. Right. So I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing WWE. So in original run, I missed almost all of the attitude era. Yeah. And now when I go back and I watch WCW, I kind of scratch my head. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? You (laughs) You know, because, but I guess it was just that thing, you know, that was what I found first. So that was kind of perception. Yeah.
0: Right. And, yeah, you know, the Stone Cold era, you know, the Stone Cold-Vince McMahon feud during the Attitude Era, one of the best feuds in WWE. WWE oh, yeah.
1: Whether, whatever you think about Stone Cold as a person, as a performer, he's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's he's still one of the best. And he gets the biggest pops every single time. Yeah,
1: even if it's just showing up at WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> he showed up and kicked the crap out of... The League of Nations. Right. Uh, well, I forgot about
1: that. <laughs> and uh, he
0: he got the biggest pop when he stuttered Rusev, and I think uh, Wade Barrett, maybe Xavier Woods, took one from the New Day. It was like he could have been killing a cat, and he would have gotten the, the biggest pop because yeah. he's stone cold. All
1: right, let's get now into uh, the women's division. Okay. Lay it out for me because I I'm a little muddled on who's where. Who's on Raw?
0: So right now on Raw, you've got... Charlotte Bailey, you've got Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, forgetting someone.
1: Yeah, there should be one more.
0: Yep. That's going to bother me.
1: I should know this too.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so those are the main four though.
1: Yeah, I think the women's division on both shows are being done correctly. I may have a little bit of a issue with who's uh champ, especially on SmackDown, because the only thing that the only thing in my estimation that um bliss has is she can talk she's not that mechanically sound when it comes right down to it
0: i think she's a little green yet i think she's a little new but i really couldn't see anybody being champion other than her right now because we're transitioning into uh who's who i got coming up because nikki i don't know if you've heard nikki Bella is going to retire after 33
1: Uh, that makes sense Um,
0: yeah so they'll probably pull up somebody from NXT, once she leaves, uh,
1: can they can they bring up uh, the the women's champion yep. from NXT? My, my,
0: my safe bet is on Asuka.
1: Yeah, if they bring up Asuka, that's who I want with the belt. Yeah, I mean immediately. Yeah, <laughs> just like.
0: <laughs> before she's even on. Just like did you watch, Did you belt. watch
1: the past uh pay-per-view this past Saturday?
0: Oh, NXT takeover uh,
1: San Antonio. San
0: Antonio, yep. Oh yeah.
1: I did too cuz that was act- This is the cool thing. NXT is shown on Hulu and they give us the pay-per-views. So I I get to watch the pay-per-views for NXT and uh oh my god, she took on
0: Keith Cross, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay.
1: Yes. It was amazing. Um, of course, what they did to to Nikki Cross, I thought that was cheap. Just, th- I mean, really, they put her through a table. Does that really take her out of the game?
0: By NXT logic, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I it just to me, I'm like. Not that, you know, Sanity. Sanity, I'm still not sure where I stand on Sanity.
0: I'm on the fence about Yeah, I am too. They've got something there. They they have something. It's not all there yet, but I'm I'm hopeful with trips at the helm, they'll get it right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, the women's division, as far as I'm concerned, other than a few tweaks, I think they're doing it justice, and I think they're doing it right finally. After years of divas and years of... Just nothing but sex symbols. Now, don't get me wrong; these women are still beautiful, mm-hmm. but they actually have talent to wrestle.
0: They're fo- yeah, like you said, they're focusing more, shying away from the bra and panties match and the right. Let's wrestle in a pool of pudding. Matches. Right. You know, and, and there are women of
1: all sizes. Nia Jax is a big lady, she's a big girl. I wouldn't say she's fat, but no. she's 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 definitely thick. hmm. Um, the same with Natalia.
0: Natalia. Natalia uh, well, Natalie's on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah,
1: she's on SmackDown. But she's she's a, she's a stout girl, too. Mm-hmm. I don't see one bad wrestler, I mean, really, other than... And and Bliss isn't a bad wrestler. She's just, like you said, she's still green. There's no bad wrestlers there. They can put that title on any one of those girls, and... Um, Except I, Carmella. Carmella's still really green. <laughs> really, really green. That's the one you forgot, is Carmella.
0: She's on SmackDown, is she? Though, isn't she? Yeah, she's on SmackDown because uh, oh, yeah. James, what? Ellsworth James Ellsworth is our, man- is our manager.
1: Oh, my God. That whole thing with James Ellsworth. We'll <laughs> get to that later. Let's okay. Just...
0: okay. <laughs> we'll Good. get to that later. I have a lot
1: on that. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great. He's an indie guy that got pulled out of, you know. He got pulled out of, out of uh, obscurity. obscurity. He just happened to play a jobber, and people are like, we really like that jobber.
0: They latched onto him like the universe does. and
1: Yeah. And now he's got a contract with SmackDown, which is. For him, great. I mean, great for James Ellsworth or whatever he is. He was like great the, for about three weeks. Yeah, and now he's just the lizard man that walks around with Car- Carmella. <sighs> Even though his signature move—come on, you gotta love his signature move. No chin music.
0: No chin music. Yes, <laughs> I remember the first time David Otunga called that. Yes. Oh, I was so happy. And
1: JBL just snapped onto that like it was the no! end of the world.
0: No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was fine for about three weeks, but now being Carmel is
1: Slavish
0: basically. I, he's gold up and Yeah, oh, I don't know what that
1: look is, is, man.
0: Oh, setting setting everybody back five hundred years.
1: I wanna know I th- honestly what I wanna know from from uh uh bookers here and uh and, and talent, whatever you wanna call it. I wanna know what the end game for this is.
0: That's a very good point because it's
1: like pointless
0: yeah i mean other than the
1: royal rumble i mean other well sure but how long was he in the royal rumble
0: technically yeah 11 seconds
1: yeah something like that i I mean mean. he
0: was he was in the he was ringside for well two minutes until dean came out and then dean tricked him into the ring and there Braun Strowman pretty much ate him yeah (laughs)
1: Braun Strowman's another guy um, <laughs> that I like the fact that they're finally pushing him. I mean, really pushing him and not just putting him in squash matches. Yeah. But anyway, so so the women's, like I said, I think they're doing it right. I hope they continue to do it this way. Um, they need to put the belt back on Becky Lynch. I, shut your mouth. I don't care what you mean or what you want to say. No, I'm kidding. Becky Lynch, as far as I'm concerned, she should be under the gold right now. And I think she might get it back at WrestleMania. That's kind of my guess, is it'll end up with her and Bliss in a match. I could be wrong, because right now she's kind of dropped back to that mid-card of the women's. She's not really... Kind of. You got Naomi going up next. And that would be okay, too.
0: Elimination Chamber. Yeah, she's going to have a... Naomi's going up against Bliss, yeah.
1: And that would be okay, too. I would not I would not have a problem with the belt on Naomi.
0: Certainly want to feel the glow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her entrance is... It, it, it's awesome. It is
1: <laughs> awesome, but it's weird, too. yeah. You know the fact that somehow she dyed her hair like this odd green color that shows up in
0: in, in glow in the dark black light
1: is—it's amazing and it's disturbing.
0: Yeah, like how much bleach did you have to put in your hair? Plus whatever sort of biochemical stuff. I mean, everything.
1: Her lipstick glows. (laughs) It's—it's just—it's like, did you get too close to Three Mile Island? Right.
0: She really. I. Alright, so how she did that.
1: let's work into the mid card. Okay. And now I don't know what show I'm really talking about here. Well, I do, because I'm talking about the IC title, which of course is SmackDown.
0: We need to talk about the Miz.
1: Yes, we do <laughs> need to talk about the Miz. And the fact that yeah. Well, I don't know. What what let's let's do it this way. Let me turn this around. Instead of me saying what I think about the Miz, let's find out what you think about the Miz.
0: I've had argument after argument about the Miz on my show with one of my co-hosts, Nate. Nate Absolutely despises The Miz. Okay. I, over the last, well, since the brand split, since The Miz, you know, has had the IC title and really built it up, The Miz is the top heel, I think, right now. He's one of the top heels oh, yeah, in absolutely. the company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he he gets way less credit than I think he should.
1: Of course, Dolph Ziggler's coming for him, as far as healing.
0: <sighs> I'm on the fence about Dolph Ziggler.
1: I like him as a heel.
0: I do, but... Kicking Callisto in the face—that's that's all he's really done so far. And he's threatened to kill—he's threatened to murder uh, an uh, old man on national television. Do we all forget that? Or? No, no,
1: not at all. <laughs> uh, in fact, he he did—he he super kicked him to the chest. Well, <laughs> they said to the chest, but if you really it's watch like it, the They something. they super—he super kicked him into the, like the stomach area. Yeah. But uh, you know, of course, they played up and and Jerry. I mean, they were in Memphis, so they had Jerry on the mm-hmm. show. The Kings and, Court. Uh, yeah. Now, that's old school. I remember yeah. watching that back in the 80s. <laughs> A lot, you know, it was it was those original ones. It was the King's Court. It was uh, Roddy's uh, Snake Pit. It was Dude Love. Yeah. You know, those were the guys who really started this. And now it seems like every guy who gets somewhere near the top, I mean, you have you have Ambrose's Asylum. You've got AJ, what does he call his?
0: Uh... Well, AJ doesn't have one. You've got Miz TV. Okay. You've had the Rollins Report. Yep. You've had... Uh, the Kevin Owens show with a man who had uh, a sign on his face. Yes, that was was awesome. That (laughs) that man deserves a medal. I wonder which Uh...
1: (laughs) jobber was under there.
0: (laughs) I was hoping that would turn into something like somebody was under there, which is Like, murder Kevin Owens?
1: Like, maybe it was, like, maybe it was, like, Rollins or somebody right. under there and just rip <laughs> it off.
0: The entire time the dude just stood there. You know,
1: that would have been awesome, though, to have, like, Rollins under there. He just rips it off. The whole place pops. And then he just pounds the shit out of yeah. Kevin. Well,
0: I mean, you've got Chris Jericho's highlight reel. You've got... Well, highlight reel's been around well, a long true. time. Yeah. That Highlight reel is one of those ones that... I love Chris Jericho right now, too. We'll oh, get, God. We'll get into him.
1: Yeah, we'll get into him. Because I don't... You know, I guess we could actually talk about him. Because technically he is a mid-carder right now
0: right well
1: i mean he does have the u.s title but if that's not a mid-card belt he's up there with kevin owens though
0: he's you know i get
1: that argument kevin owens would be you know when we talk about titles kevin is definitely up there as and and good good thing for for kev but um i don't I I I have not been a fan of Jericho's for a long, long time. I was a fan of his back in WCW, uh-huh. you know, when he was uh, the, the Lionheart Chris Jericho, you mm-hmm. know, when he was the good guy in air quotes. I really liked him back then. And then he went to WWE and I think it's more, I'm a, I'm a guy that watches for characters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like the character, it's really hard for me to like the wrestler. So Jericho kind of went on that, that that sideboard for me, and I was just like, you know what, I can take him or leave him, you know, he's a good worker, but, you know, whatever. But now, since he's come back this last time, I am like, a huge mark for Jericho. He
0: completely reinvented his character. That's a stupid, making it- stupid list. Why is everybody in the WWE (laughs) Universe in love with the goddamn list? It makes no sense, but it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in WWE history. You know, when you hear, you just made the list. It's like, everybody's like, yeah! And the other thing
1: is, they're gonna get
0: it. (laughs) Stupid idiots. Yeah, and stupid idiots.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's just... uh... You know, uh, we're actually doing an episode in my Musically Challenged episode on uh, entrance songs. Okay. And I actually have Jericho's countdown entrance. Okay. So, I mean, it's a little bit on the old side. Jericho has, like you said, he's completely reinvented the
0: character by not changing it hardly at all. He really didn't change anything. He he grabbed a clipboard. Put on a scarf. Made the list of Jericho. What are we doing, people? And the sad part is people are like... (laughs) You know, especially the announcer's like, don't put me on the list! It's like, yeah. why? What's it gonna do? Does it's that like, mean you have to buy beer after the show? It's like, in the anime Death Note, if you get written on this notebook, you're dead!
1: Still, <laughs> it still makes more sense than the fashion police. Talk about mid-card.
0: <laughs> okay, so WWE completely missed the boat for a sponsorship opportunity with these two. So, they're currently going under the name Breezango. They've got Tyler Breeze and Fandango, and they completely missed Febreze. They completely missed it.
1: (laughs) Or maybe they went for it and Febreze (laughs) went, with those two guys? (laughs) No. We'll pass.
0: I don't know what happened. Why did they become male strippers? I
1: I don't know. And why do they start handing out tickets for dressing poorly? Which is funny considering what they come to the ring in.
0: Yeah. God, WWE completely wrecked Tyler Breeze. He was on a roll. I know.
1: That that makes me mad. Now, never been a Fandango fan, but Tyler Breeze, I thought he was going to be something. Hey. And he's something, all right.
0: I knew things were bad as soon as Summer Rae said his name. As soon as Summer Ray brought him out, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, where's she? I, does it matter? No, not really. No. I was trying Summer to make, I, actually,
1: I was trying to make a point here that. She's probably on Superstars
0: or main event or something.
1: Or, you know, doing porn like every other woman <laughs> that. I hate to say it, but have you noticed the the, the streak of women that have were wrestlers that are now doing porn or you know photo sh spreads or stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just like I get it during the Attitude Era, they kind of did it to give the girls an edge, right?
0: But but now they're self they're independent, self respected women. You know, yeah. And all of a sudden, it just bam, happening again. It's like okay, like <laughs> w- why?
1: I mean, you know, there's a part of me, that male part of me, that goes,
0: all right. (laughs)
1: Okay. You know, I might go, you know, check this out. You know, there might be a photo spread of Tori Wilson that I own. (laughs) You know, but again, that was back in the Attitude Era. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things that I just, I don't get that transition. It's like you are an athlete. Now, you know, we can get into the argument of whether it's fake or scripted or whatever, but you are an athlete, no matter which way you look at it, fake or scripted or whatever. Tell me that a guy jumps off of a you know six-and-a-half-foot turnbuckle, knocks you down, and lands on
0: you. That's not going to hurt. I want to argue that point as well. Okay. People are like, oh, wrestling's fake. We know. There's but, that, too. But I want you to stand on, on on the middle rope of a turnbuckle right above a pile, a plethora of chairs. Take a Superman punch to the face. "Quote unquote," and then proceed to land on about nineteen chairs. You remember that spot from the Royal Rumble this weekend? I didn't
1: see the Royal Rumble, but I did see that spot on Monday Night Raw.
0: I want you to argue that that would not hurt. No, I, that's I fake guarantee that would hurt. Tell you what, I will, I will set it up in my backyard, uh-huh. and we'll all take turns. We'll just, we'll take turns falling on chairs.
1: I tell you what, you go first, and if you're able to stand up and walk away, then I'll do it.
0: I took a stunner this weekend at the Royal Rumble, and I. Busted my knee. <laughs> <laughs> I severely, my doctor can attest, I severely bruised my kneecap, who and the, I'm out of commission for a week. Who the hell gave you a stunner? And more importantly, why? <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know, for our for our podcast and our Facebook page. Like I said we have our heavyweight championship. Huh?
1: Right. I thought you won that by guessing the right number of people that won.
0: We did, and we do, and I lost, thanks to Roman Reigns. So we'll get to that. <laughs> Roman Reigns cost me $30 this weekend, by the way. Uh, but well, give him a
1: call. I'll collect.
0: <laughs> you have a collect call from... <laughs> Those of you who can't see us, I just mouth a bunch of profan- uh, profanities into a fake phone.
1: Which is odd for this <laughs> show, because it's usually just right into the mic.
0: It's fair. I, I like to censor myself a little bit, because my mother could be listening to this show. Your mother does listen to my show. Oh, she's... Okay, we need to talk about this real quick, because... When I still lived at home, we I would watch wrestling on Mondays, and she got into it kind of only for Roman Reigns. Okay. So every time you hear "Burner, Burner," here comes mom. Oh, Roman Reigns is on. <laughs> My wife does the same thing for The Rock. <sighs> mom, no, I no, it's <laughs> Roman Reigns, and I don't like him. Well, I do. Great. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I got her a Roman Reigns blanket for Christmas. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's a full circle. Yeah,
1: no, it's uh. I I really am the only one in my house that likes wrestling. I have one daughter who is starting to get into it because I watch it, you know, every week. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, like doing anything else, she'll sit and watch it with me. Right. And she'll go, oh, I like this person. Like, she's a big fan of Bailey's. And I can't blame her.
0: I can't. Nobody can blame her. (laughs) I mean,
1: Bailey has got that perfect, I think for her, it's like a perfect gimmick. Right, and those things at the end—the the Bailey, the Bailey balloons, or whatever they the call The right,
0: and Inflammable are tube men. Yeah, those
1: the things, the Bailey buddies. I think the Bailey right buddies.
0: And I'm pretty sure Al Harrington gave him a call and said, "Hey, you can't use that anymore." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, I see that, and I'm like, the first time I saw that, I almost lost my mind, man. I was just like,
0: "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Yeah, yeah. Bailey, Bailey's character is right where it needs to be. Especially yeah. in the Raw Women's Division where a bunch of them, except, you know, and <laughs> from what I've read that may be changing as well, she's one of the only faces, you know, you've got Nia Jax, who's a heel. Yep. You've got Charlotte, who's a heel. Yep. You've got Sasha Banks, which from what I've read may be turning heel. Really? Uh, well, it would what make I've sense. Read. It
1: would make sense in the flow of her character. Her character,
0: it works much better as a heel. Yeah. I don't fault, I think that's, Right where he would need to be. Don't but then they need to
1: bring then they need to bring somebody else up to you know to be that that second with Bailey because there's always at some points there's always the heels versus the face. Oh, right. So they'll have to bring somebody up for that, but, and which is fine. I mean, a few more women isn't going to hurt the division of six. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to say this now. I would like to see them put the belt on Bailey at WrestleMania.
0: And I think it'll happen.
1: I think I I think that's
0: kind of the common. Well, Thought you know, because you now? think right now Charlotte's got the pay-per-view record of oh crap, what is it right now? Seventeen on? and zero. Seventeen and zero. Thank you. Well, I mean, she'll do eighteen and zero. Probably, she'll probably defend it at Fastlane. Um, so when you get to WrestleMania, what better way to have a WrestleMania moment than put the belt on Bailey and beat the undefeated pay-per-view streak?
1: Right, and and that that's two moments because it breaks the streak, you know, mm-hmm. and of course breaking a streak at mania is kind of a, a, a thing that's gonna start happening now because they did it with taker so they're gonna start breaking other streaks and two it's gonna be that moment that that lifelong dream of the super fan becoming the champion
0: yeah yeah I and I think right after that Sasha will turn heel and go off to Bailey
1: and that's 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 very possible
0: and we'll have a, hopefully a recreation of what they did in NXt because good freaking God we could spend the entire Uh, We can spend the entire podcast talking about... You've watched their matches in NXT, right? No, I haven't seen them. You... I I will send you the links. I will send you the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life. Alright. NXT TakeOver Respect was the first ever women's Iron Woman match. Okay. And...
1: Did it, they do the half hour Iron Woman or did they do the 30 hour? Minutes. Thirty minutes. It was okay. Thirty
0: minutes, which was just perfect amount of time for that match, and it was it was literally the greatest thing I think I've ever seen in NXT. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it and that really did start the women's revolution. It really did. You could say, oh well, you know, Paige, Nikki Bella, and everybody, they started the divas revolution. No, 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 no. Go back and watch NXT. Go watch that match, and you will be wrong immediately.
1: Yeah. Other mid-carders. So, anyway, the IC title. Somehow we got off we the IC went title. We
0: way off track.
1: Okay, so the IC title, right now, as we speak, it sits on... Did somebody win it at... The Lunatic Friends uh, On Dean Ambrose. So, I think that's a good place for it. I, I think, think Dean Ambrose, he had his run up at the top, and I think he'll get there again.
0: I think they kind of had to... They were forced to put the belt on Ambrose because of Roman Reigns' suspension. I think that's why they put it on there and kind of, like, sky... Just, stuck a rocket in his ass and put him right to the top but now he's back down to the mid card and that's what i think he needs to say because or where he needs to stay because i don't want them to roman reign steed ambrose
1: right i would agree
0: because <laughs> you see what happens when you stick in like nine rockets in somebody's ass and shoot him so high that everyone hates him and we'll talk about that cause... which is funny you know i th- i
1: think one of the worst pops i ever heard was when the rock Was in this ring with Roman Reigns Mm -hmm. and more or less said, Hey, this is my cousin, Mm -hmm. and dead silence. Yep. There was fucking crickets everywhere.
0: Yep. (laughs) That was the Royal Rumble, I think, 2015 in Philly. Yeah. And that was the moment I knew that Roman Reigns was doomed. Yep. Ever since then, he's just, it's been poisonous. Like, you saw that you could smell, like last year, you could smell the build-up to WrestleMania 32. You could smell it as soon as they announced that Royal Rumble match would be for the title. You could smell it a mile away what was going to happen. Trips was going to come in at 30. He was going to win the belt. He's going to set up a three-month-long feud with Trips and Roman again to set up for the title where Roman's going to win it back. He's a four-time champion in less than three months. (laughs) <laughs> does anybody see something wrong with that yes give it now we've got the women's title where Sasha and Charlotte basically played hot potato for the last two three months yeah but I enjoyed them I
1: <laughs> those matches the matches that these women are putting on now is absolutely amazing yeah they really are um you know and and you can't take one of the girls out of there because even with the greenness of a few of the of the wrestlers the other wrestlers hold them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I see more botched spots from the guys than you do from the women. Mm-hmm. now not saying there isn't. Uh, there was the uh, there was the botched move where they dropped uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks on, on her freaking head because Charlotte, dropped did, her. yeah, dropped Basically her.
0: Basically, just dropped her.
1: You know, and and that's gonna happen. You got a mm-hmm. hundred and fifteen, hundred and thirty pound woman flying at you. Mm-hmm. If you don't catch her just right, you're gonna drop her. Yep. So, um, but uh, so anyway, since we're in the mid card, let's talk. Mike Mizowski.
0: <laughs>
1: from the real world.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I kind of like locked that in the darkest part of my brain because <laughs> I realized where Miz started from. Right. Yeah, I look where he is now and I'm like, yay! And I look, but I look... then he
1: did tough enough.
0: Fair. With Ryback.
1: With Ryback. <laughs> Who, did you hear this part? Ryback legally changed his name so he can wrestle at other places as Ryback? Ryback. Yeah, so his name is Ryan Ryback.
0: Don't get me started.
1: I won't get you started on that, but I am gonna get you I'm gonna wind you up on Miz. okay. I am not a Miz fan. Oh, the no. fact the fact and here's my biggest problem with the Miz. He's a good worker, he's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. The fact that he hides behind his wife, and I get it that that's a heel stunt, I get mm-hmm. all that, but the fact that Maurice does more work than he does most of the time, that's what bothers me. And it's probably more of a character flaw. Than an actual wrestler flaw, and like I said, in the early on, I'm into the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, is to me, it's just I can't stand
0: his character right now. Then you're not gonna like what's gonna happen at WrestleMania 33. <laughs> From what I've heard, it's okay. gonna be the Miz and Maurice versus Cena and Nick. I don't know. I mean. Does well, that mean, does that never... mean they're going to take the title off of Cena before Mania? Yeah, we'll talk about that because I have a theory of what's going to happen. And I said it before the Royal Rumble and with what happened at the Royal Rumble, I'm almost certain now it's going to be, I'm 70% sure it's going to happen. Because, one, it's a fantasy booking. I'd love to see it happen. Two, it makes the most logical sense.
1: The next tag, you mean? Or the, what, what are you talking about? The 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 world title. Okay, so who, okay, let's jump into that. Who do you think is going to have the title come Mania? And now, by title, I mean, we're talking the SmackDown, the heavyweight championship title. The
0: world championship. There you go. Bray Wyatt. Really? Because think about it. Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble. Right. If I'm right, they're going to turn Orton against Wyatt at Mania. have a Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt match for the WWE Championship. Because, this thought may be known and void now, but... From what I've heard, Randy Orton needs to take time off to go be with his new daughter. Okay. So if you want to end that Wyatt family, which I don't want, I don't. I mean, Orton. I don't and know. Wyatt, I,
1: do, I do and I don't because I think I think they're me. underutilizing Luke Harper because of the Wyatt family. Not anymore. Uh, so how far are you behind on current? I watched this week. Did you watch the Royal Rumble? I have not seen the Rumble yet. Okay.
0: So, basically, they've effectively eliminated Harper from the wife. I'm pretty sure they're going to give him a singles run again, which I would enjoy. Luke Harper is a singles worker. He was great as IC champion. I, I hope they run with him. Give him the U.S. belt. See, yeah, give him a main card Somebody a needs to get that belt off of Jericho. I love it. Fine. He won the only belt he didn't win. And he should ever. have. And that's fine. He He's going to be leaving it for 33 to go on tour with Fozzie. Get it? How jericho versus harper just make a man happy probably not going to happen but i don't know how they would get the belt off jericho but with luke harper i hope they give him a singles run that makes him an effective worker and and that's
1: what i was saying is that's what i meant by underutilization Hmm. but now if they're going to give him a singles run if they give him a singles run even if they put a mid mid mid-level belt on him i would love to see that you know what else i'd love to see
0: Luke Harper shave. That would just be weird. It would be weird, but he's got so much facial hair. That's fair. He does have a lot of body of um, facial hair. Um, that that's not even a fantasy booking. That's just something <laughs> I <laughs> want to see. Make Chad happiness.
1: You know, because I've seen Bray Wyatt without facial hair. Uh, you know, whatever they call them, uh, McGillicuddy.
0: Oh, uh, Husky Harris.
1: Husky Harris. That was it.
0: Oh, man, that was right. a horrible gimmick. Started from the bottom.
1: Now we're here. <laughs> 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 that was a horrible gimmick, but you know, I can go back and go, alright, that's what Bray Wyatt looks like, you know, kind of thing. Um and and the fact that he is um uh Mike Rotunda's son is to me it's like he looks nothing like his dad, where Bo Dallas looks like his dad. Yeah, you forget those two are brothers. Um <laughs> it's pretty easy though. And is yeah. this Bo Dallas even with WWE anymore? He
0: is, I've I have no idea where he is right now. Yeah, he's
1: He's, probably doing Superstars.
0: Well, he's—I think Superstars is canceled. He's probably doing main event with Curtis Axel.
1: Yeah, Curtis. (laughs) There was man—they made that long ass push to get Curtis Axel on the main roster, and again, I think it came down to the universe went. "Mm."
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, they should have stuck him with. Heyman a little longer. I think that would have been fine. But I like I you
1: know and we'll get into uh, I'll I'll be asking some questions later.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: and, and I'll ask about that, but Heyman to me right now is the top mouthpiece.
0: Oh yeah, he always has been. As soon as you hear ladies and gentlemen, it's like I need everybody in the room to shut the hell up. The greatest person in the world is about to speak and grace me with his words. Now, I can argue with that. Now, I've been watching wrestling a lot longer than you. Mm-hmm. I
1: can argue that he is the best mouthpiece ever, but currently I give you that. Right now, he is the best. I mean, and there's not a big amount of managers right now, mm-hmm. but he is the best mouthpiece out there. I mean, even better than some of the wrestlers on the mic. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see that with Luke Harper. I kind of, I'm kind of over the whole Wyatt family thing. Uh, you know, let Bray keep the, Keep the, uh, you know, the, the the whatever he wants going on, the crazy the
0: cult leader m- kind of game.
1: Yeah, the the mastermind, the evil cult leader type mm-hmm. thing. That's fine. Let him keep that. I mean, you can tell, you know, the music hits, all everybody's cell phone goes on. You know, when I was a kid, those would have been lighters. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, everybody's cell phone goes on, and it's just a just a field of you know
0: Fire fireflies. Flies but it's that just... is that by the way that is one of the greatest things i've seen live oh my god the the one time i went to monday night raw it was one of my first it was the first actually we went to monday night raw and the wyatt family screeching noise went off and the arena went dark and i looked around and I'm like oh is it happening no way <laughs> <laughs> the whole entire arena just lit up and it was like oh this is so cool
1: yeah and, and it really <laughs> is i mean That is one of the coolest things, and I've never seen it live, but that is one of the coolest things when when they show the entire, you know, arena. Yeah.
0: It's
1: just like, wow.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that just happened.
1: Yeah. It was completely natural. Yeah. You know, they didn't say, everybody open your phone. Mm hmm You know, and I think the gimmick works just as well if that never happened, but the fact that it did happen, I think actually helps it a little more.
0: It it creates more mystique and weirdness. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, yeah, it, I I wish they would have given the Wyatt family more uh, a bigger run with the SmackDown tag belts. I wish. Yeah, it was it was Bray's first title. That's great, but give him a little bit longer. They threw those belts on American Alpha too, a little too quickly, in my opinion. They were only champions for a month or 39 so. 39 days, I think. 39 it was. days? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but you know,
1: and. But American Alpha, again, is another one of those tag teams that I really like. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, don't get me Um, wrong. I I love Jason Jordan and Chad Gable.
1: um, You know, uh, as long as we're talking tag teams, there's, uh, you know, there's Rhino and uh, Heath Slater. I got kids, man.
0: I got kids, man.
1: I need the job. Oh, boy. You know, and the way they brought Heath Slater back. You know, he wasn't drafted, and then he's trying to get up And he's working for it. And you know that he's going to get the contract, in air quotes, because he's already obviously got a contract, or it right. wouldn't be on TV.
0: Right.
1: But for those people that really buy into the kayfabe yet, you know, for him to get that contract to really work for it, and where was he going to end up? Because he would go to Raw, and he'd go to SmackDown. And even though, you know, the, the brand split, he was the only one that was really able to do that until recently when Taker made his return. Now he's everywhere, because... I go where I want to go.
0: Smackdown has always been my home, but in three weeks, I'm going to be on Monday Night Raw.
1: I go where I want to go, Stephanie. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was like one of those moments like...
1: Why did he back Stephanie into the corner?
0: By the way, the whole setup with Survivor Series, Stephanie threatened the jobs of the Monday Night Raw guys, and they lost. And then nothing happened. Well, because... What? (laughs) What? Like... I love the continuity. I love the backstage politics. I love the whole thing about pro wrestling in general. You can't make a threat and then just completely whiff. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't even a sacrificial. Fire Roman Reigns. Make everybody happy. (laughs)
1: No. (laughs) All right, so um, let's jump up to the top guys because I want to talk about a few of them to be specific. Uh, John Cena AJ Styles' feud fantastic. Hot fire. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that they now put that title on Cena for the 16th time. So he's tied with Woo! Woo! Ric Flair is what they needed to do. But my question is now, because with your theory that he's not going to be under the belt at Mania, are they going to give him another title run after that? To top Ric Flair.
0: I think it won't be till later in the year, because after Mania, I believe John has to take about six months off for... Another movie? Another movie. So, that's why I think they're going to pull the belt off of him immediately, is they're going to pull the belt, and then give him his match with Nikki so she can go off riding on the horse right. belt. Well, now, head? let's
1: be careful about this, because they are dating. Fair. Let's not talk about her riding a horse.
0: Fair. <laughs> Oh, there's a great, there's a great, uh, a great little segment on Total Divas where John and Nikki are having dinner and Nikki, or John says, I want to face you in a match. And Nikki said, I want you to give me your finisher. And John looks at the camera and goes, I do every night. And they like, who <laughs> at the camera? And I'm like, this man is great. Have you ever seen the video of the, uh, it's him, Nikki Bella, Brie and Daniel at like a, like a panel and like a con. Oh,
1: okay. No, and, I haven't. Uh,
0: this little kid asks him, I don't know if I can say this on this show. Uh, you can say anything okay, on this show. perfect. I'm going to just go for it. This little kid asks John Cena, what's your favorite food? And John says, well, if Nikki would stand up, I could show you. Oh, nice! And, like, everybody's just laughing. The kid's just standing there, like, and he go, and John Cena goes, in about 15 years, you're going to understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this man's the greatest thing ever! <laughs> <laughs> makes these sexual innuendos, and the kid has no idea what's going on. He is like the cleanest cut
1: image <laughs> of all the wrestlers too. Yeah, not
0: outside of the ring. Oh my Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen that video so many times I laugh so hard because Daniel Bryan's in the corner is just laughing his ass off. <laughs> and everybody in the room is just dying and he's just like, I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> so, alright, so um I want to say, I want to hope that they they put the belt on, on Cena a 17th time because mm-hmm. honestly, for the last 15 years, dude's been a workhorse. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the guys that hasn't gone anywhere else. Right. You know, um, him he's and. Been loyal. Like Taker. I mean, what a lot of people don't know is Taker actually started at WCW. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Mean Mark Calloway.
0: Yep.
1: Or mean Mark Callis
0: yes and then he was callaway right away
1: and then it was uh then he became mark callaway and then he was big red callaway and he they tried a bunch of different gimmicks on him at wcw and Mm -hmm. it just didn't work so he left wwe called him up and he came out with the undertaker gimmick and that mother went platinum
0: 91 survivor series yep or was it 90 no it was 91 91 okay
1: so, he came in in 91. Brother Love. <laughs> was his manager. Yes. <laughs> Not many people remember that either. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, and he came in, and he's been the same way. He's never left WWE since walking through the door. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was other guys that were only at that, you know, at that place. Uh, but, um, you know, Mark's been there for, our undertaker has been there for working. It's got to be over 20 years well, now. yeah,
0: you think. 91, 91 25 years well they yeah. just had the 25 year uh thing. Right. so 26 years roughly they had the uh, the undertaker's 25 years in wwe in 2016 or 2015
1: so. yeah so and now you know he's gonna be at mania again I, I can't see why he wouldn't be do you think that's gonna be a swan song
0: oh definitely uh and the way it's heading i'm not gonna like how it ends who do you think they're gonna put him up against? So, they'll probably put him up against the man who eliminated him at the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns.
1: Oh, if, yeah.
0: if Taker has to put Reigns over... And that's, that's the early thought, is that they're going to put Reigns. And everybody wanted Cena. Why? Yeah. Just feed him to
1: Cena. Well, and, you know, if, if Taker's going to go out and, against Roman Reigns and take the dive, that bothers me.
0: I will say this. I will be a little less pissed... If the reason Roman Reigns is if he turns heel, I will say that. If, okay. if they turn Roman Reigns heel and have him cheat to beat The Undertaker, yeah, then then I could swallow it a little better. I could swallow that. But if they just clean cut Superman punch middle of the ring, middle of the ring, and then hit him with a spear, you're gonna see. Oh boy. Orlando's not gonna. Uh, Walt Disney World's gonna burn. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna burn the, that bitch oh, down. Orlando's <laughs> gonna cease to exist. Because that's, yeah, that's the early predictions that. I don't know,
1: but you know, honestly, as a Taker fan for all these years, even when I wasn't watching WWE, everybody knew who Undertaker was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was like even I did. That I mean, dude, that dude. When I was little, he creeped me out, man. I mean, ninety-one. I was like twelve years old, something like that, dude
0: seriously creeped me out the 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 version of Taker that creeped me out the most was when his hair was long and always wet and he was pale as a ghost yes and that was that was the uh that was the, the scariest i think undertaker's ever been
1: and what i like about undertaker is though he's changed his gimmicks over the year you know he was the undertaker literally an undertaker Mm-hmm. And then he was uh, the American Badass. He was the, uh, oh, what was the one The uh, with the Acolytes? Uh, he was the the, uh, Ministry
0: of the
1: Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Mm-hmm. You know, and even now his his Undertaker gimmick is... He's the dead man. Yeah, now he's the dead man. And it's just like... The phenom. Well, th- he's never going to lose that title. Right. I mean, he, he is the phenom. Right. Uh, but you know, guys like that make you love the industry because he's, even though he's changed his gimmick, I don't think he's ever really lost his, his pop. You know, when Taker's music hits, when that, when that bell hits, bong, people go out of their minds. Mm -hmm. Now, as many live shows as I've been to, unfortunately, I've never seen him wrestle live. Neither have I. Um, (laughs) I went to, uh, it was a pay-per-view back in the day. It was held in Minneapolis, and somehow I managed to get tickets. Mm-hmm. And he was billed to be there, but he ended up being hurt and couldn't wrestle. So I was a little I was a little miffed about that, but um, uh, yeah, I got to watch John Cena bleed in an I Quit match. Um,
0: oh, uh, was that um, – oh, boy, what year was
1: that? Oh, God, I couldn't even tell you the year. Probably 10, 12 years ago. Cena was still relatively new. I can't remember if he was still
0: Fugonomics John Cena, or... I, I think back, and I think that was at No Mercy. That sounds about right. Yeah, because I remember that match, and he... He I, had the Crimson Mask.
1: I will never forget that match. And not so much for the match, mm-hmm. but because of what was going on in the stands. So I'm sitting... I wasn't on the floor, you know, I wasn't there, but I was in the first section up the, mm-hmm. up the side. And there was a... a man and a woman there and they had a little kid with them and i mean little like six seven years old okay okay you know there's an i quit match going on here you know at this time and there's going to be blood on a pay-per-view they weren't bleeding so much on tv anymore but they were still bleeding pretty freely on pay-per-view pay-per-view right and so there's this little kid there sit, sitting right next to me you know and we're all standing at this point and the kid's trying to see you know and his parents are completely ignoring him. that kid could have walked away they were never know until after, mm-hmm. afterwards, right? So the kid's trying to see, and finally he can see. Or at least I think he can, because he stops moving and he's kind of watching. And they're on the outside of the ring, and I forget even who Cena was wrestling, but he's just beating him in I the think head. It
0: was JBL.
1: Yes, JBL. Yep. He's pounding him in the freaking head, just over and over yeah. again. And Cena goes down, and when he comes up, he's just bleeding. And one of the coolest and grossest things I ever saw is when he comes up and he turns his head, and where I was sitting. The light was just right. You saw a, a squirt of blood just go oh. off his head. And on to, and this little kid all of a sudden just is freaked out. And I, I get it. I would I would be if I was at that age, too. So she, she, he's standing there. And he's, like, pulling on his mom's hand. And she just keeps, like, pushing him away. Mm-hmm. So finally I'm just like, fuck. And I turn around and I'm talking to the kid so he doesn't have to watch what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I got to see bits and pieces of the match. Yeah. But it was just like. Why you know, and as an adult, as a parent myself, mm-hmm. I would never take my, I would have never taken my girls when they were six, seven, eight, twelve years old, honestly, to a live event because you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Live events are much different than watching it on TV. Watching on TV, even being in, you know, well, cause first all of all, there's there's no commercials, by... right?
1: There's no commercials, um, there's no announcers. You just watch. First time I went, I was so weirded out by the fact that there wasn't announcers telling me what the hell was going on. Yeah.
0: Uh, my first live show, we went to NXT in Green Bay, and that was a great jumping off point for me, is I didn't know what to expect going into a live show, because I, I'm sitting myself going, I'm not going to hear Michael Cole in my head. What am I going to do the entire time? And they started with the NXT Championship uh, tag team match. Okay. And it was uh, the Revival versus American Alpha. Okay. Oh, it, the, the entire show... It, was fantastic. I remember because um the night before in Milwaukee NXT was down uh was there and that was right um that was you know when Kevin Owens had been pulled po- pulled up and it was Finn Balor and uh Sami Zayn for okay. the NXT title. And after the match <laughs> Kevin Owens just shows up at the event. And I'm thinking to myself, "What?" That makes no sense, which is why? And then, so, the build match at uh, NXT Live was going to be Finn Balor versus, it's not coming to my head, but, so Finn comes out first, and then Sami Zayn's music hits, and the place, literally, if I'm shocked, the building still has a roof. We were in the call uh, call Hall next to the Ref Center. okay. And the building just exploded. And oh, yeah. that was the greatest thing I've ever seen is just that real genuine pop of something you didn't expect. And it it was just, it was so much fun that I'll never forget the, the first live show I ever went to because it was. And
1: you don't. I mean, no. it's just one of those things. I You know, I could probably, I've probably been to six or seven live shows. Mm-hmm. And there are bits and pieces from each one that I could talk about. Mm-hmm. But, I'm looking at the time here, and we still have another title to talk about. Okay. Which is Kevin Owens' mm-hmm. Universal title.
0: Right, yeah.
1: And the first thing I want to say about that is what happened to Finn Balor is just utter bullshit.
0: Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Seth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is one reason I don't like Seth Rollins. No, actually, I like Seth Rollins' character right now. It's kind of a gray character. It's not really a baby face. It's not really a heel. Well,
0: he's in the middle of, of, of his face turn and. In-
1: you know, again, yeah. get
0: well soon, Seth. He needs to have that magic against Triple H to really solidify that face turn. No, I
1: yeah. would agree. And and I am a big fan of Triple H. But I hope Seth buries him, because otherwise Seth is done.
0: Yeah, that that could be it. That could be it for any sort of push for Seth.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, but anyway, so Kevin Owens. What do you think of the title on Kevin Owens?
0: It needs to be taken off of him.
1: I would agree. I think he's had it long enough.
0: And if you really want to get riled up from what I've heard, uh, Fastlane in Milwaukee. Okay. As it looks right now, it's going to be Kevin Owens against Bill Goldberg. (laughs) Guess (laughs) what early indications...
1: They're going to give Goldberg another title run.
0: Which means... What? Think about it. The the, the pay-per-view afterwards...
1: Is WrestleMania...
0: 33, where he faces...
1: Brock Lesnar. So... Are you trying to tell me? Let me just see if I understand this. <laughs> yep. Since you didn't say the words, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to get another title run. Yes. Because as far <laughs> as I know, after Mania, uh, Goldberg's done. Yeah. They'll give. I mean, he'll be there on Monday night, but I think that'll be about it.
0: Yeah. And I guess you know that's the one way to push the the chances of Brock Lesnar winning. Have Goldberg have the universal title on Brock Lesnar. No, trust me. I want Brock Lesnar so far away from the belt, he can't see it with a telescope. Thank you. But we all don't get what we want. No,
1: and that's <laughs> and that's the fun part about it. Is we all have these these matches or these ideas of things we want to see. Fantasy bookings. You and, know, I want to see the title back on Sheamus. 100%. Is it going to happen anytime soon? No. And right. I'm not talking the tag titles either. I'm talking, I want to see... The title on Sheamus I hated again.
0: That, I hated that at the beginning, but I, I grew to love Sheamus and uh,
1: Cesaro. You know, actually, I've liked she- Sheamus and Cesaro since fully went, do it do, it, do it. You know, and, you know, they they really had me going. I thought, oh, this isn't going to work out. You know, and then they had that bar room brawl and that cheesy ass looking bar that they built backstage. Mm-hmm. You know, and they brought it together, and I'm like, okay. I actually gave creative some points on that, because mm-hmm. they had me believing that, you know, this just isn't going to work. Um, the last thing I want to talk about in any detail are actually the uh, the uh, the guys that run it. So we got uh, we got Stephanie McMahon and, and Daniel Bryan on Monday Night Raw.
0: Mick and, Foley on and Monday
1: Night Raw. Mick Foley, I'm sorry, on Monday Night Raw. And we got Shane O'Mac and, and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. I mean, we can cut the tape there.
0: <laughs> I mean... That's the tale of two different
1: worlds right there. Right. But here's my question. Do they work for what they're doing? You know, I like the way that Stephanie and Foley started out. But now it's become such an adversarial uh, thing that you can see it. Foley has lost any interest. He's lost all control. He's lost all control and he's lost any interest he had in doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see it in his eyes. Foley has always been a, a guy who, even going into a match or something, you could, if you didn't see the twinkle in his eyes, you knew he wasn't really going to be there, mm-hmm. and he's lost that over the last month or so, I'd say, really. And I don't know. I it almost sounds to me like, um, well, I think he's got to have knee surgery done, or hip surgery, or some kind of surgery done.
0: Yeah, hip and, surgery, I think it is.
1: And I think that's going to take him out for a while. But then, my, I, I don't know if I see him coming back.
0: It, it's tough because who do you bring in for replacement? You know, you spent all this time with Mick Foley as the general manager. Right. What do you do? I don't know. I, yeah, he'd be gone for a while, and it would probably just be staff running the show. Or
1: nobody, or it'll just become like... Do you remember when they had the computer that ran the uh, Monday Anonymous Night Raw? The
0: that general manager. Yeah.
1: That, that, was ring, the, ring. that was the stupidest thing.
0: And I quote.
1: Yeah. Well, that was Michael Cole for you.
0: That's
1: fair. But then on SmackDown, that... that that Shane O'Mac with uh, Daniel Bryan, that is utter genius.
0: Well, it, it really is the uh, the testament of they know what the universe wants. And yes, the whole thing's scripted. I understand that. But still, Shane and Daniel know that they want good matches, or we want good matches, we want good storytelling, we want all this. The land of
1: opportunity. and right. And they show that. They bring in the unexperienced people And, you know, even when there's a squash match, like a couple weeks ago there was a squash match match for Nia Jax. And, yes, she still won. And she won, you know, resoundingly. But that other girl that came in there and got her ass kicked... They at least gave her the ability. She she pulled a couple moves. She was able to show a little bit right. of something. And that's enough for either the universe to grab onto it or some other, some smaller promotion to go, you know,
0: maybe this works. And I'd argue, you know, we talked about it earlier that, yeah, James L the worth the sailed. Yeah. But when he had that uh, title match with AJ where he hit no chin music. Right. That was just like the moment of just, you know, it's like it happened. It's like, oh, oh, oh it's like you know, it's like you freaked out for just a second, like "Oh my god, it could happen," but you know it's not going to happen. But it's but still that little
1: part of your heart, and the, the it's just like "Oh, come on, man!" Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do the quick, quick fire questions here. Okay. Favorite wrestler.
0: Oh, right now or just in general? All time. HBK. Okay. Shawn Michaels.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh favorite tag team. Edge and Christian. <sighs> good one. Good one. Uh, mine's Demolition, by the way.
0: Okay.
1: Demolition is. I'm sorry, that was just badass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, demolition was pretty good in their heyday, yeah.
1: Favorite women's performer. Oh, Lita. There you go. Lita. I I I think I might agree with you there. Yeah. Favorite match. Ho oh, ho
0: Oh, why do you do this to me? It was your topic. I know it was. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I would s I would argue Sean and Taker at twenty six. Oh, that that match was hot fire.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: I would even argue one of my favorite matches was the AJ Cena match. Um, if you're talking just WWE, those matches. If if you're talking outside the ring or outside the WWE, the Rainmaker O'Connor vs. Kenny Omega match from Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. No. Do you know who Dave Meltzer is from? Uh, yes. Okay, it's the first time he's ever given six stars on a match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the, It's for the IWGP Intercontinental Belt Okay Literally it's 50 minutes of I need to go change my pants It's Is it just tons of high spots or what? Tons of high spots Tons of dangerous spots Just stiff punches Stiff, you know, strong style wrestling That, you know, made Kenny Omega famous Made Shinsuke Nakamura famous Even AJ for a while was doing strong style But that match was just hot fire if you're talking outside WWE. But my favorite match, I'd argue Taker and HBK at 26.
1: Yeah, that was that was a great match. Favorite uh, valet slash uh, manager? Paul Heyman. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you there. You ready yeah. for this? Okay. I, I asked, and, and just so you people out there understand, yes, this is the same topic as last week. But I asked Zach last week that same question. And actually, you guys agree. Mm-hmm. That's Heyman. And he... His jaw almost dropped when I said who I said. Okay. And I'm going to say it again. Okay. Bobby the Brain Heenan.
0: Uh, oh. oh. Argue that. It's fair. That's now if I, fair.
1: Now, if I said something like Captain Lou, you could argue that. <laughs> Out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I wanna I wanna thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really um, appreciate it. We're just gonna do a little bit of paperwork here, and then we'll get you out of here. All right?
0: Sounds good.
1: All right. So next week, I have got a buddy of mine coming in. I've known him now for probably six, seven years, something like that. Uh, his name is Tom Balajna. He uh, he owns a bunch of coffee shops in the area. Um, so we're gonna bring him in, see what he has to talk about, you know, that kind of thing. So we'll uh, we'll make sure that. Uh, that uh, we make it a lot of fun for you guys. So the last thing we do here is we do quote of the day. I read a quote. I tell you who said it. And if there's anything to talk about, we talk about it. Otherwise, we just get our asses out of here, right? Quote of the day. It does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. And that's a quote from Confucius, um, who was a Chinese teacher, uh, editor, politician, and philosopher of the spring and autumn period in Chinese history. Um, He lived from 551 B.C. to 479 B.C. I actually, when I was out looking for quotes today, I saw that and I'm like, it kind of applies to the whole idea of me starting to just lambaste people with different podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, do I want these to go somewhere and do something? Yes. Does it have to be tomorrow? No, because I have a day job, you know, kind of thing. So um, it kind of spoke to me in that way. Does.
0: Well, it's, it's it's actually quite funny because when I started my podcast, the Squared Circle Podcast, I had that same feeling of who's really going to want to listen to wrestling podcasts, you know. But then, you know. Then you realize there's six billion of them. Right. You know, and then we've got, you know, we started networking our podcast. We started getting sponsors. We started getting all this. And it just worked up to the point where in a good, on a good episode, we get five, six hundred people listening. You know, and that's, you know, we've had well over 9,000 people listen to our show. Already. That doesn't seem like a lot, but that's 9,000 people more than I thought were ever going to listen to me and two I get other you. dudes talking about wrestling.
1: My, my first episode of, of this show, I, as of this afternoon, because I just happened to look, I have had uh, 15 downloads. Mm-hmm. Now I average, in a week, I average somewhere between 20 and 30 listens right. to all the episodes. Uh, my new podcast, which I have pushed a lot harder than I ever pushed this one, we had uh, in the first week of musically challenged, we had uh, I think 40 downloads, and the one we dropped on on the first on Wednesday um, had almost 20 downloads by Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit different. I'm going at it from a little bit different perspective than i did originally because you're right you're like i want to do this and it would be great if people listen but who's gonna listen
0: right you know and we started on and i'm not really trying to plug anything on the show we started on a website called spreaker okay uh which is a podcasting site that we still use today but then we expanded to itunes then we expanded to PodDirectory.com, TuneIn tune in radio and now we've got offers from castbox.fm uh, satchel player for the android and iphones that want to pick up our show and it's just one of those things where you get the email and it's like, is this for real?
1: Like-? So so they want to pick up your show. Now, just as somebody who's, you know, not at the level you guys are at yet, what does that mean? Do they pay you for your podcast? Or is it more along the lines of they might get you more
0: sponsors? Yeah, that's, you know, that's basically what we've asked for the people that pick up our show. We're not really asking for money. We're not really doing anything. We're not at that level yet. Um, but once we start, you know, Thousand people listen to the show a month, you know stuff like that. Sure, you know, Spreaker just released a monetization option for their for anybody that has a podcast that qualifies, and ours ours does. Once they start rolling out that program, start getting ads and stuff, they'll pay us, you know. But it's it's one of those things where like I don't really care if I get paid. Right. I'm talking about what I love, you know, which is in on my show it's wrestling. Right. You know, and stuff like yours, you know, Musically challenging stuff like music and stuff like that. It's right. Us podcasters don't expect really anything. Three people could listen to the show, and I'd be happy because I'm talking about the things I love. Right. And,
1: you know, it's, it's a bug that bit me, and it didn't take very long. No. You know, it was like I did it a couple times, and I'm like, I really like this. And then I started looking, and now I have a little mixer here, and we've got mm-hmm. a couple uh, really nice microphones that I use. And – it all came together because, shit, I like doing this. Yeah.
0: And it's like, you know, like you and me, we're talking about the things we love. You know, you've got Tom coming on next week. He'll talk about what he loves. Right. And Zach on last week, you have it, – it's, it's amazing the people that you can touch with the podcast. Like, we've spoken to indie wrestlers on our show. Right. We've talked to – there's a guy on YouTube. His name is Brian Zane. I love Brian Zane. <laughs> we've spoken with Brian. <laughs> I love Brian he, Zane. Because he heard our show and said – I want in on this. This is awesome, and that so episode So he came alone, to you. Yeah, he came to us and said, "I want. I, if you're looking for somebody to interview, I'd be happy to." do it. I'm like, done. And that episode alone, we had 800 people listen to that episode. Wow. Because of what? Because of the 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 poll that he had, he was able to direct all of his people that follow him on Wrestling with Regret to our show, and that was one of those things that was like amazing. We've spoken to Adam Bucchi. I don't know if you do uh, read What Culture at all.
1: I watch a few of their uh, YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: and we've spoken with Adam Pacini. We loved talking to him about wrestling in general. We, we you know, we plugged their, their wrestling magazine that had just come out and went through some of that stuff. And it's just one of those things where, again, I don't care if if three people listen to three hundred. It's what I like to do. I get this. I get to hang out with my buddies for a couple hours and talk about shoot the shit.
1: Yeah. No, I I totally get it. Once again, uh, Spencer. <laughs> My God, man, talk about a brain <laughs> bone? Sugar, I
0: mean. <laughs> uh, a Long time. Uh.
1: Anyway, uh, thanks for coming out again, Spencer, and I really appreciate it. And for you guys out there, we'll talk to you next week.